This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, Rick, we had a big week. Yeah. We were at The Who. <laughs> we had a great book signing uh, yeah. with our book, Talking About My Generation, with Will Wagner at the Rinaldi's. Yes, which is a cool little place. Yeah, I, it's a great pizza place. Yep. Um, uh, we had a great turnout. Uh, there was Union Jack flags everywhere. We and, you know, I think uh, if you are uh, if you are someone who attended this concert, you probably saw one of our postcards <laughs> uh, because I think Dave handed out 18,000 of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have not gotten any uh, complaints from the United Center for the, from the janitor staff. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Lila came in town for it. I mean, she really loved it. I mean, oh, she, good. She, Lila really appreciates classic rock. Um Julia, so yeah. we're at we're at the show, and the kids. First thing, obviously, is she the one that won the contest? No, the... Aaron won the Kahoot. Okay, Aaron yeah. won it, and she, right. she, I gave her a hundred bucks for merchandise. Oh, you you said last week it was only eighty. Yeah, well, did she see Dad? No, it's because um, remember in the Godfather that the Godfather can't refuse anything on the, anybody's request on his daughter's wedding. Right, that's me at a Who show. <laughs> well, I was, I was the shirts. Beer. We're fifty bucks. Oh, I know. I was buy, I was buying beer for people I didn't even know before. There was a kid there. Hey, you want a keychain? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we of course their first thing is beelining for the merchandise. Sure. You know? So, but we you know our seats were great and we really had a pretty good time. But got a little late. I mean, they started yeah. at what you know eight forty five or whatever. Yeah. And That's about the time you're you go to bed <laughs> right, normally. Exactly. Usually I'm at. Yeah. My amazing journey is usually with my ambient, <laughs> right? So Julia, you know, and right, so they do at their last part of the show was the Quadrophenia, set, right? Basically, um, and they had the orchestra and everything, which was amazing. <laughs> it was just amazing, <laughs> just fantastic. So they're you know they're they're doing everything, and I look over at Julia or Lila elbows me, and she points to Julia, and Aaron's like laughing. Julia is sleeping. Oh boy! Um, so ju- she's like dad at a yes concert, <laughs> right, yeah. or Steely Dad, right? or or a Culture Club. I think I saw you fall asleep at that one too. <laughs> uh, I think Heart. I also fell asleep at Heart too. Uh, so she's I mean, her head's up, and we have a picture of her just completely just knocked out during five fifteen. And it reminded me, and I don't know if anybody's going to get this reference, but do you remember the Dick Van Dyke show? Yeah. When? Well, I know you remember that, but the episode when he fell asleep at, during the Guns of Navarone. Do you remember that? No. Okay. That's, that was, but that's it was a great a, movie, though. Yeah, it was a great show. But I believe, first time in history, anybody's ever fallen asleep at a Who concert. Well, no. yeah. That's that's a shame. That she's going to wear the Scarlet W on her on her shirt. No, the rest she's going to wear the $72 <laughs> friggin' t-shirt that she bought. That, that we bought. But no, it was a great show. And we'd like to personally thank Roger and Pete. Would we? And Lauren Gold. Yeah. Too. Hey, uh, don't uh, 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 don't tease anything uh, because Minutia Men is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and She Shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I, uh, and then after the show ended, yeah, you know, we have to wait for everybody. 
to uh, you know get out and you got to wait and yeah, then yeah. you got to walk to the car. And I started complaining. <laughs> you know what? I parked at Rinaldi's. I just stayed oh. there. Did you take the shuttle then? Back I took there? the shuttle. Yeah. It was a f- uh, free parking. You didn't take the tube? No. You didn't take the tube right out of town? No, I did not. Oh. No. So there was actually two guys behind us. Yeah. Like mid-20s, whatever. Just talking through the entire, you know, just. And I actually had a bit of ballsiness. Turned around and go, guys. Yeah. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> did you say it like that with no. that kind of venom? No. I, excuse me. I, <laughs> um, you doing? Sir, I really appreciate um, that. I love your shirt. Uh, but can you, can you know, keep it down? Pretty, pretty please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It would really make it a lot better for me right. uh, if you were do that. Yeah, please. there wasn't a lot of a group. Although, yeah. as where we walked to the car, I think Michelle or somebody goes, "Who? Why? Why were you scolding the people behind you?" And I go, "What do you mean scolding?" Because you had your scolding face on. So oh, so maybe, maybe it maybe. was still very nice. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we got a big show today, and we yeah, let's do get it. Going. Um, Rick, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What the hell has happened to Wisconsin? Right, you know what? It's it's a uh, half nutty. <laughs> well, you know, when we were kids, right? Yeah. It was you. They were just beer drinking at a lake, yeah. and fishing for walleye, eating cheese yes, curds or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Happy go lucky. No, where was guy? You know, now I, I mean, granted, they had all those bombings and stuff at the University of Wisconsin in the sixties right. and, and the early seventies. The and they had the cannibal. did have the cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, this story comes out of Baraboo. Okay. Okay. Man with flamethrower attempts a citizen's arrest of teens attempting to toilet paper his house. Flamethrower. <laughs> flamethrower. Last week, Baraboo High School junior John Boyden and his pals set out to toilet paper the home of John Kohler, whose daughter is Boyden's friend. Okay. You know, hijinks. Yeah, sure. High school hijinks. High school right? hijinks. But, but when they arrived, they spotted Kolar. Standing on his lawn in military garb. Known as the uncoolest dad (laughs) in the neighborhood. He's not taking his family to the who. Uh, In his vehicle. But Kohler was um, standing in front of the house in military garb, wielding a blazing flamethrower. So he must have been tipped off. Yeah. Boyden and his friends were going to go toilet paper. Who has a (laughs) flamethrower at their house? That was my first question. Where do you buy a flamethrower? Is it the... the, You probably get it online these days, but geez. So Boyden attempted to retreat to his vehicle, but Kolar and two neighbors, William Bowden and Jim Langkamp, who, by the way, Jim Langkamp is the high school athletic director for Baraboo High School. They blocked the car. They forcibly removed the teens from the car and instructed four of the five teens to lay on the ground. Okay. They allowed one of the teens to continue standing. Here's a trivia question. This is our own little yeah. Uh-huh. What do you think the color of the boys that was the, that had us lie down versus the color of the guy who they allowed to stand up? Oh, you're kidding no, me. Was the, the black kids had us lie down and the white kid was able to continue standing so while these kids were on the ground face down on the pavement yeah the guy fired he like did a flame the flamethrower like right over their heads right and in oh fact, my god in fact singed the hair off on the neck of one of the kids um well evidently this was just a big misunderstanding yeah yeah uh, yeah whoops and when because when interviewed by the police Kohler said he was just trying to provide a valuable teaching moment to the young men Wow. Yeah. Um, he re- did get arrested, right? Yes, he did get arrested. A resident on the block told Milwaukee TV station 
WPXE that it was just like the scene in the Deer Hunter. Do you remember that scene yeah. where the guy's yeah. flame throwing? Um, no, wor- no word is if Kohler is going to play Russian roulette with the kids to teach yeah. them math. Right. Yeah, right. Or, or sing a Frankie Valley song. <laughs> uh, this actually reminds me of a story in college. Okay. Do you remember when we lived in the pit? By the yeah. way, before you get to the story in college, whatever happened to the good old days of using tear gas or water hoses or rabbit dogs? I, 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 right. How do you go I mean, from that to the flamethrower? I right? think it's just escalated yeah. beyond belief. Right. All right. Yeah, we're OG. <laughs> we're right. tear gas, so it's OG. Uh, but do you remember when we lived on the pit? And, yeah. and, that, and the pit was not far from the football stadium. Right. And before football games on the Saturday, do you remember the marching band would come up and down our street yeah. at like eight o'clock in the morning to yeah. wake everybody up? Mm-hmm. Well, I we was, were still awake. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I still didn't like it. So we we, we saw a pattern, obviously, on a sat- every Saturday game. Yeah, they would come up. So me and Jeff, we oh boy, we took out a garden hose and we attached it and the night before you know we're getting it all ready we're like you know tomorrow when they're doing this we are gonna you know we're gonna douse these bastards right so we do that they come out they come down the street we're hiding behind a bush we turn on the water we look at each other we totally check it out <laughs> totally check it out plus, and the band just go and the band went for the you know the next seven games they did the same thing and plus it probably with the hose quality that we had yeah, there it, it might not even gone, reach the street right, right and it would have just gone backwards and they would have just looked at you yeah. like whatever no, pal no, well i have a story for yeah. you all right actually a question mm. do you know what they call that the cheetos orange dust that gets on your hands it has a name i i don't know uh cheeto says that is called cheetle Oh, like Don? Yeah, when it's on, yeah, like like Don. Um, So this was in the news this week because Cheetos uh, has released a giant Cheetos statue. They created a monument, which is almost 17 feet tall. It shows a thumb and two fingers holding a Cheetos puff snack in the air, and it's got the Cheeto juice dust dust on on the hand. And the brand... Made the made the statue, but then they wanted to find a place to put it because you know where are you going to put a seventeen foot statue? My well, lawn, please. That would be awesome. They looked for a town that had a kindred name, and they found one in Alberta, Canada. The town is called Cheetle. Okay. So they donated the statue, and now Cheetle statue can be found in Cheetle, Alberta, in Canada. Oh. Which I love that. I love the idea of matching the statue to the town. Sure. Which is uh, why I'm super excited for the one they've got coming up at uh, Lake Titicaca. (laughs) That one, I think, is going to be amazing. Yeah. Also, the one in Climax, Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right. I think that could be a tourist attraction. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Clitoris, Arkansas. (laughs) Right? Any one of those places, we could really see some. Schmegma, Mississippi. (laughs) I gave you three real places. (laughs) Oh, there's a Schmegma, Mississippi. I I think all of Mississippi is Schmegma. (laughs) So, you know, this is kind of funny because I saw that you had sent me this. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I was at Costco. And in a moment of weakness, I bought one of those, you know, Vienna Boys Choir bags of Cheetos. Yes. You know, the things that could, you know. Right, crazy big, right? So I left it on the dining, and I, I mean, I love Cheetos. I right. try to stay away from them because I, I don't, don't like Cheetos. I've never liked Cheetos. No, I, I, you know why? Because of the Cheetle. 
I hate the Cheetle. So I'm anyways, I left the bag there. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm doing something and I come back and I noticed that Wes had gotten into the oh, Cheetos. No. Wes is like, his dog, by the way. It was Wes was doing a Donald Trump impersonation like I've never seen. <laughs> I mean, his face was like completely orange. Covered like, with Cheeto. <laughs> right. It's like, Wes, did you get into the Cheeto? <laughs> Uh, hey, we got a review. You want to hear it? Yeah. I'm always looking for podcasts that are not true crime. I am a true crime junkie. Well, wait a second. We just did a, a whole story on flamethrowers and crime, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm a true j- crime junkie and like to break up the murder with something more light. This podcast is one of those easy to get into podcasts. Only 30 minutes. Check them out. And that is from In a City Like Yours via Apple Podcasts on yep. October 5th. So if you do have a review, please. You can do it anywhere. You can rate us, review us, follow us. If you like Minutia Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember that opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Dave, you know, uh, we we do a feature every week. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what we call that feature? Uh, If you want to crack the code, this is when Rick doesn't have the jingle. jingle setup so what he does is he tries to elongate his words a little bit what what are you talking about it's right here time now for studio walls and the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls and it's not like we do this jingle every on the fourth segment here's the thing i've got to do the liner right before it so i'm reading the liner and then i've got to go from the liner to the jingle 200th and 80th episode or whatever whatever it, is. <laughs> it doesn't matter so studio walls is the uh, feature where we play things from our 40 years of mm. rick and dave uh, hey by the way before you yeah. when you were at the who show i've yeah. never felt younger in my entire life yeah um there were yeah there were a lot of lot of old well people. pete himself right. at one point announced <laughs> that he was 77 right and he's years younger old. than roger and uh, he's he's a little more uh flexible than we are <laughs> well so was Ro- although michelle did say you know roger was doing a little bit of the old man dancing a little bit yeah he yeah, was but and and right before uh love rain or me he had to go off stage to probably pee i was thinking to like have some tea or something so we can <laughs> yeah. hit that last note but yeah. he was off the stage for a little right. while if you yeah. if you notice that anyway i bring up the who because the who has really been a part of our lives um as long as we've yep, known each yeah, other. Absolutely. And we've seen, how many times have you seen The Who now? I, I 12 or 14 times probably. Or I think this times. was my seventh yeah, time. Yeah. So I'm, you know, a Who uh, wannabe compared you're, to you. Well, you're a hooligan. <laughs> I'm a hooligan. Yes, yeah. exactly. But in our uh, podcasting career, we have also interviewed mm-hmm. Lauren Gold, who was on stage on Wednesday mm-hmm. night with The Who. He is the keyboard guy um, and is... You know, part of their regular oh, touring band, yeah, yeah. and 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 he is tremendous, very mm-hmm. good. And we had a chance to talk to him a couple of years ago during the pandemic. Right. Uh, you'll hear Dave is kind of on the phone on this one, <laughs> literally phoning it in, <laughs> which is kind of appropriate <laughs> yeah. if you think about it. Uh, but also, uh, we're going to talk to him about how he got into this band in the first place because it's it's a good story. Here we go. So you were on tour with Roger, right? I mean, before you became a part of the Who. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in. I first met Roger when he was putting a solo band together when the Who wasn't touring. 
Because, you know, Dave and I went to see Roger uh, solo. And uh, something I've always wanted to ask the band members that uh, were in that, because, first of all, we love Roger. We love his solo shows. But when he starts talking in between the songs, you know, he's got yeah. a very thick accent. And there were there are a couple of times where we look at each other and say, I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> do, do you ever me, feel that way? Him, yeah, when I first met him, I didn't have a clue what he was saying. I just smile and nod. Every once in a while, every once in a while, it didn't work. You'd be like, you don't get it, do you? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I love Not that. only you have the thick, thick ant, the thick accent. He, you know, some, he had some very British mannerisms and sayings that I just didn't know what they were. Oh, bullocks! <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a wanker, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, those are the easy ones. Trust me, I learned those quickly. So you, you're 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 much younger than these guys, um, but yeah. you grew up, you know, well, liking classic rock. How did that? How did that happen? Well, I had older siblings. Okay, and, uh, you know. The, the Beatle albums were sitting around, and I just took to that immediately. And then from there, it just—I was like, "Oh, they're the Rolling Stones and the Kinks and all these other and the Who and all these other great bands." And I just—I just fell in love with it, even though I, I missed that whole period. I just—that was what spoke to me. You're from San Francisco, area, right? Yeah, Palo Alto, actually. But yeah, Bay Area, home of Stanford, um, right? Right there, born yeah. in Stanford. Oh, beautiful. Hey, now, were you a Grateful Dead guy? I mean, was that part of your power rotation? I mean, I really wasn't. I have to be honest. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, um, me neither. <laughs> but I know. I mean, I, I could have seen them so many times. I mean, Jerry was doing solo shows at Keystone all the time, and I just, not once did I go. <laughs> and I, I, I do regret it, <laughs> but uh, it just wasn't my thing. I was listening to so much other stuff. So now I was at your concert this past September at Alpine Valley in Wisconsin, which is oh, just over the border. Oh, oh my God! But the thing I'll never forget is "Love Rain or Me" from that show. Which, for, first of all, I love that the new intro that you wrote to, uh, to that song, which is just amazing because you're there with an orchestra and everything. But then I also learned that God is a, a huge Who fan because the second you started playing "Love Rain or Me." It actually started raining. Oh, that was our sprinkler system. Oh, okay. Well, that was, that's a nice little touch. That's a nice touch. But uh, tell the story about writing that intro. I mean, uh, how you got the support from Pete and Roger to do something like that. Yeah, you know what? Um, I really, they they been so supportive and have just let me come up with whatever I want to play. And they, I mean, they, I gotta, I'm lucky. They, they love what I'm doing and they don't get in the way. They're not, they don't, you know, critique or they just, the response has been great and they're, they're happy and everyone's been happy with it. Um, I, I do put a little pressure on myself every, every night. I try to change it up. So I'm sitting in my hotel room trying to write something different every night, which they think is crazy, but, uh, <laughs> you know. It's all, it was awesome. The one I saw was just amazing. I mean, it gave me chills. Oh, it really did. You. Yeah, it was great. Well, we missed that. Yeah, now that's that's the story, right? Because right. we went to the show, and he started to go into it, 
and N- nothing happened. I, the, the, somebody the, unplugged. You were in charge of the board, <laughs> and you unplugged his keyboard or whatever. Uh, yeah, it just yeah. And they, then they blew that entire. They blew it off. And I don't know if you were watching Roger, Pete and Roger. There's a video actually on YouTube of yeah. Pete like calming Roger down because Roger was really pissed. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of. Uh, well, I understand. Yeah. I mean, that's. You know, kind of a big song in their repertoire, but it was still amazing. Oh yeah, I mean, they all they did is blew off Lord Gold's thing, which yeah, I which I was bummed because I was looking for. And I actually was telling Lila next to me, listen to what the, you know, this is Lord yeah. Gold. We had him on the show. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we've got a lot more show to come. Uh, I've got an email here that I'd like to share with you. That you're what? What's your next story? Uh, pig semen priest, which is the name of my punk band that I'm in. Actually, <laughs> uh, mine is offensive emojis oh for youngsters okay 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 and then also we have our celebrity uh, potpourri yeah, yeah, yeah. uh email we it's also have um we'll tell you who our next guest is on uh on minutia men what yeah please yeah, there's so much it. more right, right. don't go anywhere we'll be right back all right adam what uh, country are you from i am from england what is the best soccer league in the entire world the english premier league what is your day job director of coaching for illinois youth soccer so if you were say a fan of english premier league and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from england who knows a lot of soccer what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we're back Rick, this comes from what I have something to share with you. Oh, first. that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're that's right. why I send you the. You're right now, you're, and it's right yeah. there on my list. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. All right. Here, here it so is. I just walked over you. Say, uh, you heard about this new electronic mail? The new method of exchanging messages between people using electronic devices. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? What's it called? Email for Rick and Dave. You wanted yeah. to miss that? No, you no. would have missed that. No, I'm sorry. Uh, this is an email from Russ B. Regarding the emails you got a few weeks ago about your age, I know you're a baseball fan, so I have a few more for you. Yeah, I know. Guess how old Don Zimmer was when he led the 1989 Cubs to the playoffs? I remember Popeye, portly Popeye, shuffling to the mound, yeah, like barely making it there. Well, I think he's 80, but he's not because he wouldn't have even 54, 58, 58. Earl Weaver. When he managed uh, the World Series, uh, the Orioles to the World Series in 1983, which was his last World Series. So last he had, World Series. Yeah, um, 1983. 61. 53. <laughs> <laughs> Sparky Anderson. Uh, that's, that's the one. He, Sparky Anderson was born looking like he was 70. <laughs> he, he managed the Tigers to the World Series in 84. Yeah. That's like a full decade after the whole Big Red Machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was scraggly. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he smoked in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like He could barely make it to the mound yeah, yeah, to yeah. make the change. How old was he? 59. 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, all right. All so right. thank you very hey, much for that, Russ. Yeah, I really, really appreciate uh, that, buddy. really made me happy. All right. Now can I go? Yes. 
Um, this is from our international desk. Okay. Spanish bishop who quit clergy to be with sexologist lover finds new job exporting pig semen. Okay. That's that's the headline. That's the headline. It's actually more like a synopsis of a new Netflix series. <laughs> but yes, that is the headline. That's a great headline. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, we've got great editors. Yeah. At, at Eckhart's Press, we'll be happy to uh, show them the way. You might remember a few months ago when a Spanish priest from Spain resigned his post in order to hook up with that woman who who wrote erotic fiction. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I do. Vaguely. Well, whatever. So, and he had it was a big deal. He had to go yep. to the Pope and get. Yep. yep. And it's like I don't think you could just. I guess when you're a priest in Spain, you got to like, it's not like you just send an email. I guess there's a thing that you got to do. It falls mainly on the plane. So now Xavier Novell, aged 52, a youngster, has a new gig. He's an exporter of high-end pig semen. This is the same guy. Same guy, right. Yeah. He's now a sales Former priest. uh, Former bishop. Bishop. Um, and you know, and then he quit to hook up the with sexology a, right. thing. Right. So he's now a sales representative for Semen Cardona, okay. a company which <laughs> offers highly valued services to top European swine breeding companies. His LinkedIn page states that he distributes a highly specialized product, doses of porcine semen of the best genetics. So it's wow. not just this crappy right. pig semen. It's... You know, it's, it's the kind of thing that'll make a sow really happy. Well, it's college educated semen. Yeah. It's the intelligentsia. It's the you know, it's 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 damn liberal semen is what okay, it is. Okay. They're fancy schmancy degrees. Right. But I like this dude because he's just like us, right? <laughs> yeah, very much like us. He doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, Fifty-two. Yeah, yeah he's he still did, young. He's, he's, he, can, he can do. He can do anything. He's, you know, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't have a, a personal branding mission, right? Yeah. Like you, for instance, you started at Brown's right. Chicken, uh-huh. right? And then uh-huh. you, and then you worked your way into the alarm company. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> By the way, you at an alarm company. You know, being the person who's in charge of. So, what was? Did you? Were you so, the alarm guy or the police caller guy or what were you? Yeah. You know uh, when. Uh, when they first started with the alarm systems in homes, uh, they would trigger, uh, you know, like an alarm that would go to this right. monitoring service. HQ. And I, and I was I was the guy in At the HQ. overnights right. from uh-huh. like midnight to five. And I'd sit there. So wait, and, when, were you on, when you were on the radio, you were midnight to five, too. Oh, you? yeah. So <laughs> I got all the best slots. So, you know, I was like 20 one years old or 22 or something like that that was before you it was before the loop yeah but so i i was studying for my uh um what do you call it the uh to get into grad school the gmat the gmat okay i was studying for the gmat and how'd that go for you by the way i did pretty well on the test i just you know never never pursued it but anyway i i would study these things coming in while i was studying okay and so I wasn't really paying attention, and I probably missed about a dozen. <laughs> I was the worst employee ever. Uh, I mean, funny. if I did not find th- whatever this the, is. Yeah, right, this, yeah, this thing that yeah. for a few years was marketable and now no longer really marketable. Yeah. So, well, and, and Brown's Chicken, you were the head. Were you, no, you, no, I was the assistant <laughs> breader. Okay. You never made it to the head breader, no, did you? No, never. Yeah. Well, well. We're li- we're wishing Xavier Novell, you know, hopefully he's going to find his passion. I hope he does. And maybe pig semen distribution is. Okay, well, I have a story for you. This is uh, this is something that kind of threw me off, I'll be honest with you. Did you know that sending a thumbs up emoji can be seen as passive aggressive and even confrontational according to Gen Z? 
No, Gen Z. Uh, they apparently feel attacked whenever a thumbs up is used. Whether the chat is informal, between friends, at work, the icon appears to have a very different, rude meaning to the younger generation. Really? Yeah. A 24-year-old on Reddit summed up the Gen Z argument by saying, it is best never used in any situation because it is hurtful. The thumbs up. Oh, good God. We have raised an entire generation of pussies. <laughs> yeah, my God. So what is possibly, what do they have against? Well, I, I'm not sure I get it. I guess it, sometimes it's used sarcastically or something, and oh then that God. hurts your feelings. Yeah. But, but listen, they they sent in this article, they have the top 10 emojis that make you look old. And I'm sure I probably use all of those 10 emojis. I think you only use <laughs> these. Right. right? right. So, right. Here, so number one is thumbs up. That's really all right. Cool. Number two is the red love heart, like the heart. I use yeah. that all the time. What, I mean, all the time. How is yeah. who's got a problem with that? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> fucking woke uh, liberals. The okay hand. Oh you know, my god, like the, that's my go-to. What the yeah, hell? Okay, meet you at six. Okay, then, or thumbs up. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. The the other ones are tick. What's the tick? I don't know what that is. Poo. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big poo guy. I might have used it once or twice. Uh, Loudly crying face, you is know, that sad or, yeah, or sad. is it laughing? Because there's there's one that is when you e- laugh really hard. Either or, okay. Either okay. or, right. the monkey eye cover. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, I've no, used no, that no. one. Clapping hands. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, lipstick kiss mark. No, no, well, no, I've never no, used no. that one. Or grimacing face. Those are so. Those are. That if you use those emojis, uh, dear listeners, you're an old guy or gal. Okay. I'm, so Sparky Anderson is <laughs> if he was old, is he still? He's not still alive. No. Yeah. So basically, every emoji I've ever used is if it I, makes me look old. But I, I have an idea about some other ones. Okay. Some I thought some, you might sure for the for the youngsters. Okay. okay. Um, how about this one? <laughs> okay, he, he's he's doing the Italian uh, uh, the, the Italian the, the, fist in the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. Or how about this one? The fingers under the chin, <laughs> right, right, right there. How can, there. How, can you do, how can you do the jerk off one? <laughs> I bet there is one like <laughs> yeah. that. Or better yet, I think the emoji makers of America should just get in the car with you in stop and go traffic yeah, and just take notes, <laughs> right? Because of course, because they'll yeah. hear uh, yeah. you know between seventy to a hundred different, <laughs> oh. really creative <laughs> yeah. swears, as the kids call well, them. Well, you know yeah. that should be our one of our next books. Just <laughs> yeah. a journal of me in traffic. Right? It's not a bad idea, uh, actually. Uh, um, so uh, anyway, that is. Uh, that, I told. I told. Did I tell the story about Julia when I was teaching her? Yes. Yes. She, uh, just a few weeks ago yeah, on, yeah. on this show. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you might want to listen to this show occasionally. <laughs> All right, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So Dave uh, insists that every person in the world has a celebrity story. Mm-hmm. And so we started asking you to send them in. And we've been getting some great ones through the transom. Uh, This one here is a direct message from Andrew B. Okay. Andrew B. Um, And Andrew B. is from Michigan. Mm. I attended Wayne State 
in Detroit in the 1980s. We had a famous bookstore not far from campus. I used to love going to this store because it just had that old book smell. Something about it. It was very comforting for some reason. Anyway, one afternoon, I went to the bookstore, and there was a table set up near the back. An older gentleman wearing a three-piece suit was sitting there with a stack of books Mm -hmm. in front of him. The sign said, meet the author. He didn't look familiar at all, and I didn't recognize his name, and there was literally nobody in line. (laughs) Spinal (laughs) tap. So I asked him. Who are you? You know, just to be nice, uh, you know, tell me about your book. He said, it's my autobiography. I'll sign a copy for you. I was just a poor college kid, but I felt bad because I was the only one there, so I bought the book. He autographed it. A few weeks later, I was watching the news. And Tom Brokaw was interviewing the guy I met at the bookstore. According to the graphic below his name, he was the chairman of Chrysler Corporation. His name was Lee Iacocca. I still have the book, and I still haven't read it. <laughs> well, did that happen with you with Burt Reynolds? Was it Burt Reynolds? No. Uh, uh, Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. I... I um, yeah, we should you know we should send this story to all of our authors yeah, right, because exactly, right. you know it really is hard to get people to come to a book signing, and and if you don't sell like eighty books or something, it doesn't mean it's not a successful book signing. Well, you know, Lee Iacocca called every one of his friends who lived in wherever Wade stayed. <laughs> well, in Detroit, yeah, in Detroit, Detroit. Like, yeah. Hey, Sam. I've been to five of your book sightings already. I'm not going to any more, Lee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It happens to all of us. Well, with you, you write a book every three years or whatever, four right. years, and then it's like, oh, Jesus, right? Do I have to go to this one, too? You know, it's right, exactly. And I've, by the way, I've got a new one coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be out for Christmas. We'll tell you more about that in a few shows. Uh, so we have another podcast other than this one, believe right. it or not. That's, t- that's how much we have going on. Tell us about the guest that's on right now. Right now, uh, you can hear a uh, a former presidential candidate Mm -hmm. and the greatest gate crasher in history, history. history. party crasher, guy who uh, actually got on stage at the Oscars twice. (laughs) He crashed the Oscars and got on stage twice. He tells us those great stories. His name is Fred Carger, I believe is how you pronounce it. And uh, he was also a uh, presidential candidate at one time. And he's got a book that's coming out, too, that you all should go to his book signings for. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that he doesn't get a Lee Iacocca. You imagine you're the the CEO (laughs) of Chrysler. At least make your employees show up. (laughs) Right? right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, and that, I mean, he turned Chrysler around. I mean, he... You would oh, think I know. all these, yeah, like you say, these employees that were about to lose their jobs. I think if I were him, yeah. um, I also would not have recognized Lee Iacocca no, yeah, uh, or cared <laughs> right. when I was in my 20s in college. But yeah. anyway. All right. We should thank uh, some people. But if the guy from the Scorpions. <laughs> yeah. hung, Hello, it's Klaus Meiner. <laughs> Klaus Meiner wrote a Did you hear? What's, he's, spent, he's spending all night waiting for yeah. the, the Klaus Meiner. Oh, look who's talking, Mr. Can you please calm down back there, boys? I'm trying to watch the Who concert here. <laughs> well, I did, we did. We, that was off air that when I told no, the story. No, no, you told that story on the air. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I am taking yeah. way too much Ambien at night, guys. <laughs> We'd like to thank our executive producer, Tony Lozano, with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Who's recovering Misfits. from... Uh, knee surgery maybe i think didn't he have that like six months ago i think he's got another another one yeah okay i don't know if he did or well we wish him well yes yes 
Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Ed's Place, RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Nushaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?